tonight is Football Night. Big hits. Great plays. Rolling end zone, taking a shot, and it's caught. School spirit. All of that is on display all around Northern California. It's time for the Friday Night Football Show. Presented by Top Rank Heating and Air. Here are your hosts, Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton. One hour down, one still to go. It's the Friday Night Football Show on Sports 1140 KHDK. I'm trying so hard to keep a straight face every time you do that. My name's Matt George. Yeah, dude, Chris has got to calm down. The barking guy in the background is not Chris. That's Charles T. Hamilton. Chris is in the other room doing a phenomenal job running our show here. And like we said before we went to break, we pulled a little bit of an audible. Instead of uh, Casey Taylor here, he will be joining us next week, the head coach of the Capital Christian Cougars. Instead, we got... Del Oro head coach Jeff Walters joining us on the fly. We scheduled him and booked him for this interview all of, what, 30 minutes ago. Our guy. Uh, But Coach Walters, such a fantastic guy. Following another good win for Del Oro tonight, he joins us here back again on Friday Night Football. Coach, we appreciate your versatility. Very good to talk to you again. And, of course, congratulations on the W tonight. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's awesome to uh, be on with you once again. My favorite part about talking to Coach Walters mm-hmm. after a game is we can immediately hear in his yeah. voice that he's been coaching a game. He sounds like a coach. Sounds like a football coach, for sure. Do a lot of yelling and screaming yeah. tonight, Coach? Uh, you know, I haven't figured out a better way to get to play in other than <laughs> yelling real loud, so maybe I need to take a, take some time and uh, be a little bit more creative in my signaling because uh, screaming out the play call is the uh, best we got. When we're high-octane like we were tonight, you get an awful lot of plays, so you uh, – you got to be versatile, like you guys said. Want to make sure we get to this too. Del Oro beat Sacramento, sack high tonight, forty-one to twenty on the road. Coach, I want to before we get to tonight's game, I want to go back to last week's game. I really wanted to have you on last week. We had a full show. Yeah. Uh, I forget exactly who you were playing, but it was a game where you guys were down fourteen nothing, came back at halftime, and then just traded shots back and forth the rest of the game. I think what was it, thirty-three, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, that you guys ended up getting the yeah. win. Uh, as yeah, far as following it, you know, just online, it seemed like one of the best games of the year. Uh, can you just tell us about that game last week before we jump ahead to this week? Sure. Yeah, no, um, it was uh, up in Nevada. Uh, we were playing Spanish Springs of Sparks. Um, and, uh, yeah, like you said, we, we spotted him 14 early points and really had to see um, what we were made of. Um, you know, as, as you guys mentioned in our text messages back and forth, um, we actually uh, ran two – uh, fake punts on the exact same drive, um, just trying to pull a little magic. And um, just before the half, we actually had what we like to call double bubble, um, where we uh, we threw a bubble pass that uh, turned into a double pass. And um, probably the best throw of the season came from a wide receiver to another wide receiver. So um, definitely, definitely a little exciting. We we try to make sure it's never boring in Loomis. So. Um, you know, it's, that's what we do. <laughs> Coach, I'm always fascinated by trick plays, especially when it comes to yeah. special teams. How much do you work on that? I got to imagine, of course, first priority is making sure your your punt team can, one, get the ball off, and then, two, make sure you uh, you can you can tackle in the open field. Same thing with, like, a kick returning team and then a, a field goal team, making sure, obviously, to, to kick the field goal and get the three points is the most important part. But how much yeah. focus and emphasis do you put on? Hey, we want to get tricky here. Let's try a fake pass or a fake punt pass or a fake yeah. punt run. Well, we we try to be very very creative. I have uh, obviously I've got an amazing group of coaches and uh, the kids are just phenomenal. But we we definitely try to make football fun. Um, you know, to the point where 
you know, last year I think we had about 12 or 13 fake punts. Um, and, you know, the kids are all pretty dialed on it. I mean, even to the point where every week, that's why when you look at our scores, sometimes our scores are a little funky um, because we go for two every time on the first two possessions, um, you know, just to do funky stuff. You know, tonight was a perfect example. Um, we ran a play called Chatterton. Um, it's named after one of one of my boys on the team who works his tail off and, you know, is there every day of practice and it gives us an opportunity to get a player that, may not necessarily play as much as a starter on the field. And they love it because, you know, they get to do their, their fun stuff. We were in another one tonight that was called cartwheel that uh, one of our players did a backhand spring um, during the play, you know, wish it would have been as successful because it would have been great on film. Um, But, you know, it's, we definitely like to keep things, you know, fun and, and uh, try to find creative ways to, to make the game a little bit more lively. And coach, when you call those special team trick plays, do do the eyes of the players get wide on the sidelines with excitement with that pr- play call because it's it's a little more rare, or do they are they professional and they they come to expect it and they're just ready to go when you uh, when that f- flyer is called? Yeah, no, I mean um, obviously within the course of our preparation, we we try to ensure that we're practicing trick plays and you know different things to to keep the defense uh, you know on its heels, and so the kids have. Kids have kind of adapted to it and and understood that you know Coach Walters, Coach Walters loves you know rolling the dice and you know Coach Perry on defense loves rolling the dice and Coach Sherman on special teams loves rolling the dice. So they know they got gamblers as coaches and it's their job to to make us right. Hell yeah! I mean that, that's the thing too. I I guarantee the kids love it and it also speaks to a belief in them that right. hey it's fourth down. Right. You know, yeah, a conservative coach would punt, but we believe you guys can can execute this fake punt, what have you. Uh, I, I yeah. saw the the two point conversions um, earlier tonight, and I figured it was one of those. You know, I, I think Oregon kind of Chip Kelly kind of started it, where you just read yeah. how they they come out, and if it's there, you go for it. But you're telling me that you you're going for two point conversions regardless. Yeah, yeah, we we have a formula um, that we basically do. Um, that we believe in that, you know, it's, it's basically, it's, it's a kicker's worst nightmare, but if we're <laughs> 50% or better on two point plays, um, you know, if my kicker's 49 out of 50, like I had last year with Ryan Whaley, who was just awesome. Um, it still makes more sense for us to go for two. Yeah. If we get, uh, if we're successful 26 out of 50 times, it's, it's simple math. I, I know, I know I have, uh, some A's fans out there listening and you know it's kind of it's kind of our version of Moneyball that we've kind of looked at different ways of getting kids on the field and obviously putting the defense at at a little bit of a disadvantage because you know we put them in on Wednesday morning and we spend about 10 minutes but um, you know over the course of a season you get to week eight or nine and you're looking at about 70 or yeah sorry 70 you're looking at about um, you know uh 16 different formations or plays that we've run and you don't know if we're going to run the same one or if it's going to be new and you know it's just it's just fun to to have the kids be a little creative as well well I love it coach because you hear coach talk a lot about being aggressive and this and that but yet they're kicking extra points all the time like you the math makes sense it's there it's two points it's two and a half yards out like why aren't you going for it I I love it I love to hear it man yeah, and uh, I gotta ask, how great was that bus ride back after uh, 
the the game last week, a couple hours away, get the whole team on the bus. Yeah. I, I got to imagine it was pretty good. Uh, you know, we, we enjoyed it. Um, you know, one of the best things about this community is that we travel so well. So actually, um, most of the kids were signed out by their parents, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure that I'm sure that they were having a good old time celebrating together because it's what we do. You know, we we got parents tailgating in the parking lots. And, you know, it's it's I told I told the Spanish Springs coach, I said, uh, you know, our 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 pass list, it, it can be a little extensive, I said. But don't worry about it because I'm sure the whole town of Loomis will be here. So you guys will play, make plenty of money on your gate. <laughs> there you go. I uh, I, I got to ask about uh, tonight. You guys got the big win and 41 points in the first half. But as far yeah. as after last week's game, and I know it wasn't uh, the big rivalry or anything, but that's an emotional win coming back from 14 nothing and trading scores like that. Was there any worry about kind of – getting over last week's game and moving on and focusing on tonight? You know, I, I, there's always the, that thought in the back of your head, but we really do preach the most important play is the next one. Um, and, you know, the big thing that I've been expressing to the kids is, um, you know, when you look at scoreboards, scoreboards can give you unrealistic results because it's it's simply based on wins and losses and who had more points. But there's a lot of little victories in a football game that really don't count in the score, but it counts a lot as far as their growth and maturation as young men. Um, So that's our big focus every single week is, are we getting better in the people that we're becoming? You know, are we continuing to grow, you know, in a a, a situation of adversity? You know, it can be incredibly difficult when you get out to a lead like we did 41 to nothing. And, you know, some guys want to take the, the foot off the pedal and, understand that no that's there is a certain way to carry yourself in these moments you know we we don't want to showboat we don't want to 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 bring negative light to our program we ought to always hold ourselves to a higher standard and those are the little victories that that i think add up to you know major wins as the season goes on and you can't really measure it in terms of points on the scoreboard Coach, you're an excellent follow on Twitter, and one of the things you tweet about consistently uh, that I've noticed is you talk a lot about not just, of course, your team, but the the Del Oro JV and freshman teams as well. And you tweeted out tonight that it was another three and O week uh, for the entire squad. How involved are you, and how much pride do you take? Clearly, varsity is your number one focus, but on that the yeah. next generation of players that you have starting from their freshman year. You know, I, I, it's. I've always viewed a, a football program much like a minor league baseball organization, and that's kind of the way that I do it. So in my mind, JV is your AAA squad. Freshman is your, your AA squad. And, you know, even to the point where I've got a pretty good idea about our youth program. Um, and I try to be as hands-on as helpful with those coaches. And, I mean, the nice part about Loomis is that we, we are that community. But, I you know, I want these kids to understand that, that – it is a family and and we're looking out for the next generation um you know i think i think sometimes we can get very very fixated on the kids that we have right now and we want to do the best we can to give them the best experience possible while also having an eye to the future um, and trying to grow the program um as much as possible um so yeah i'm i'm definitely uh i i encourage all of my coaches to be very hands-on um my varsity coaching staff um, actually does a lot of coaching on JV. Um, we got a, a great group of JV coaches that are, are kind of, um, you know, adapting and taking over. Um, 
but obviously, yeah, it's, I think it's important not only to know who are the players in your program, but who are the people in your program. Um, and that's definitely something I pride myself on is, you know, being able to identify and know every one of my players by name, you know, what their classes are, who, who they're hanging out with. And, you know, generally just being that caring adult in their life that, that wants to make sure they're succeeding. Well, Coach, you enjoy this one tonight, of course, and throughout this weekend, but it's right back to work next week. Tough opponent coming up. You return home to take on the Granite Bay Grizzlies, and Granite Bay coming off of a bit of a surprising, at least to me, surprising loss tonight. So you know they're going to be extra hungry and ready to uh, bounce back without giving up too much of your game plan and anything like that. What are you looking forward to most about preparation next week for this specific matchup? Yeah, obviously getting into the SFL um, is, it's the real deal. It's the hardest, uh, hardest league in the, uh, in, in Northern California. Um, and it's, it's that way because of the amazing kids that play in it, the amazing coaching staffs that are together. I mean, week in, week out, it's a playoff atmosphere. Um, and we're absolutely humbled and just so appreciative that next week is actually the honorable, um, put on by, uh, the honorable, um, group, um, uh, basically we are dedicating it to first responders. Um, and so we're going to be um, honoring all of our police, firefighters, um, and uh, paramedics that night, as well as our military veterans. Um, great, great atmosphere and experience. If if nobody's ever checked it out, I think it's definitely worth checking out. Um, we're actually um, uh, the proceeds for the game are actually going towards, um, I believe, the purchase of a special dog um, to help. Uh, wounded warriors uh with ptsd um and so it's a great 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 experience and the legacy of the honorable goes way way back um, with mark soto and rick sutter um two guys with both Delaro and granite bay connection so we always appreciate the opportunity to have this and you know what better game to have than a rival like granite bay um and you always feel like you know those rivalry games are like playing with your brothers you know you definitely want to win Um, but you want to do it in the right way and bring honor to your community. So we're just so excited to be able to host next week and um, and get this thing kicked off. Coach, you mentioned, you know, freshman JV all the way down to the the youth team that you guys have, uh, just knowing the players and and being the the caring adult in their life and and it being past football and, and, you know, more important than football, which I love. But at the same time, how does that help you knowing how a player that's coming up eventually will respond to a certain way of coaching, knowing how to coach Absolutely. a certain player that's coming yeah. up. Yeah, no, I mean, I do, I do a lot of observation. Obviously I can't have any, any conversations with kids. Um, so a lot of times it's, you know, like I'll be the announcer, that type of stuff. And, you know, obviously you, you just want to see how kids react. Um, because again, it's, it's about that inside out coaching. You want to be able to understand that every kid needs something a little bit different and a little bit, you know, catered to their their learning styles um, and it's really important because when we talk with our freshmen our JVs we tell them it's a four-year process so as much as we love them winning football games at the freshman level or JV level we remind them constantly that it's about being the best varsity football player you can be but ultimately it's about being the best man you can be um, we talked last week um, as I was um talking with the kids at the character breakfast, we said that if you're chasing after a championship ring, it doesn't mean anything if you don't know what it means to wear a wedding ring. Um, That the chase for the championship ring should actually be what allows you 
you know, to, to understand the importance of being able to wear that wedding ring. I know Matt knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> Closest thing I'll I, ever I get to a championship out. ring. Right. I, I missed out on the opportunity to meet him last time because he was celebrating exactly that. But, um, but yeah, it's obviously it's a special thing, and, um, and all the coaches in our area do a great job with their youth programs. Um, and that's one of the coolest reasons why I wanted to come back home you know, was being able to watch the junior Golden Eagles, you know, don black and gold and play on a, or on that field and sing our fight song after every touchdown as well. Love it, Coach. Uh, I got one last thing before we let you go. Thanks again for joining us as always. But, you know, we haven't really talked about it yet this year. Uh, you guys are replacing a lot of, I think it was, what, 18 starters overall on varsity. Yeah. And I know a yeah. couple of those were on the O-line. So I got to ask, how how are my big guys doing up front? Your big guys are doing great. They're growing a lot. Obviously, we actually had to replace uh, three out of the five. Um, so, you know, that's a that's a major blow when you're replacing 60% of your offensive line. But the new guys um, in uh, Brian West, uh, Carson Evans, um, Jared Hill, they've they've teamed up with uh, Tucker Black and David Besky and done an absolutely great job. And they're getting better every single week because, as you know, it's all about trust and and believing in the guy next to you and and they're definitely they're definitely starting to get it coach it's always a pleasure to have you on and to be able to speak with you appreciate you doing it on the fly looking forward to hearing more and following what happens uh next week against granite bay the uh the honor bowl that's just so awesome uh the proceeds of the game and just the i hope the the students themselves and the players actually that's a, a good question to end on uh, do they understand and do they appreciate and how much do you try and impose upon them what they're playing for and, and, and that extra element uh, that is, is coming with this game next Friday? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, actually, my offensive line coach is, is flying his daughter out. She's a current, uh, current member of the uh, Army. Um, she's actually being deployed to uh, Djibouti, Africa um, in two weeks. Um, so she's an active member and you know, to quote him, she's she's in one of those uh, one of those groups that blows up a lot of stuff. So um, making sure that that the kids get an opportunity to, to talk with somebody who's literally laying her life down on the line, um, you know, for our freedom. Uh, Mark Soto, like I said, does an amazing job with this whole organization. He's actually having a um, a, a former Marine come and speak to the team just prior to the game. Um, you know, we do a lot uh, as far as um, representing we we i know i know you guys love our decals and we do have something special in mind uh next week for the decals to, to honor all the first responders of placer county um and so we're really really excited to to put those stickers on the helmet nice. awesome coach well we look forward to it uh we will speak with you hopefully very very soon best of luck uh next week and uh just have yourself a good weekend and enjoy this one right on thanks guys appreciate you thanks coach Head coach of the Delaro Golden Eagles, Jeff Walters, joining us once again. Man, that program is just such top notch. I was saying it's just, I'm I'm an, I'm an easy mark. I'm the easy target. Yeah. But man, I just love talking to these coaches. It just brings me back. Uh, I can't talk about how much I loved playing high school football, and so much of what they say resonates with me. And it's yeah. just it, it's awesome. We got a break. When we come back, scoreboard for you and Michelle Dapper from KCRA. She will be joining us to tell us about a couple of games that she was at tonight. That's next on Friday Night Football. Friday night is football night. Big hits. Great plays. Rolling end zone, taking a shot. It is caught. School spirit. 
All of that is on display all around Northern California. It's time for the Friday Night Football Show. Presented by Top Rank Heating and Air. Here are your hosts, Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton. During the commercial break, I was just trying to describe and explain the Lord of the Rings to Charles, and I got completely stiff-armed mid-sentence. Yeah, I get it. I get what it's... Uh, if we were back in high school, Charles was the jock, I was the nerd. No, it's... Uh, well, okay, maybe. But I get... <laughs> I get that you love Lord of the Rings, and I understand, because, like, you know, I like Star Wars and, like, the Avengers and stuff. Like, I, I get, like, the alternate universe being built through movies and enjoying that. I just never got into Lord of the Rings. Chris? Lord of the Rings is great. Is I was it? just Good. watching the second one yesterday. We're it's watching like, The Hobbit is in here right now. Oh, okay. Like We're watching it muted. So then should I retroactively go check it out? You should watch all I of them. I have not seen The Hobbit. I've heard very good things. What? But yeah. How many Hobbits did they make? Three. I think there's two. Oh, there's three. And there's three Lord they of the Rings? They did a whole trilogy yeah, out of... Whole th- wow. they, they Isn't there only trilogy? one Hobbit book? Yeah. And it's the shortest book out of the entire Lord I of the I had a Sonic. question that Matt kind of explained. And, I, you know, is it inappropriate? Should I ask it? <laughs> this is a high school football show, but sure. I mean, why don't you just take out Gollum immediately? I, it would have saved a lot <laughs> you know of trouble. Because, uh, well, then we wouldn't have the, the other six movies, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I, well, I actually just asked that question when we were watching it yesterday. I was well, like, why don't you just, guy, take, just take him out. Take like, him he's out. such a, yeah. he's a yeah. nuisance. Yeah. He's a, Total cheese. <laughs> we just lost our entire listenership. So yeah. let's, let's do our best to try and get him back as we have our scoreboard here on Friday Night we'll Football. And we will, yes, watch Lord of the Rings. Take If you take nothing away from the show, just watch Lord of the Rings. Anyway, Placer, they've had a couple of really uh, Never saw the tough either. losses. God, shut up. <laughs> Placer. Placer football couple tough losses over the last two weeks, but they're back in the win column as they beat Vista Del Lago at Vista Del Lago 45-34. to Laguna Creek went into floor and gave them a 33-point beatdown. Laguna Creek 33, floor and zero. Defensive battle between Turlock and Sheldon. Turlock wins that one 14-6. Rosemont taking on Cordova. Rosemont gets the W 41-13. to Legrand taking on Linden. Legrand gets the win at home 36-22. Good game here between Big Valley Christian and Waterford. Waterford gets the home W 28-27. Elk Grove put one on Shasta 50-14. El Camino and Center going head-to-head. Center comes out on top 48-15. Chico hosted Yuba City and they get the win. Squeaking one out by two points 30-28. Merced goes into Madera and cannot get it done. Madera doubles him up 28 to 14. Another really good game. A tight battle between Rio Vista and Winters. The home team, the victor. Rio Vista 27, Winters 26. Millennium defending home field gets the W 41 to 13. De La Salle, they continue a, what is it, 302 game unbeaten streak against Northern California teams. They beat Folsom for the second straight year, 42 to 27. De La Salle never played me. I'm just kidding. They would have Smashed a hundred to nothing in the, in the second quarter. Denair taking on Soquel. Soquel gets the W twenty six to twenty two. A lot of close games tonight. Yeah, Highlands good, good, beat Wheatland thirty six thirty three. No question. We got Palma taking on Oakdale. Oakdale at home couldn't get it done. Palma gets the W twenty eight fourteen. Bear River beat Liberty Ranch forty four to twenty one at home. Fairfield and Bethel going head to head. Bethel gets the W, 20-6. And finally, Consumness Oaks Oof. 
beat Monterey Trail. Another one-point finish. Once again, the home team, the victor, 36-35. to 35. A lot of fantastic games. That is not nearly the full scoreboard. You can go right now to KGDK.com, the Friday night football page. Check out all of the scores. They're available for you. Plus, we have some more games to tell you about in a little more detail. That's because we are joined right now by KCRA's Michelle Dapper. She was at a couple of games tonight. Uh, the first half of Buhawk Colony versus Weston Ranch, and then she's caught the end of Lathrop versus Sierra. Michelle, back with us. Pleasure to talk to you, Michelle. How you been tonight? And uh, you, you staying okay with those bouncing between games? That's a lot of work for you in one evening. Do we have Michelle? Game. Oh, we do have Michelle. Sorry, I lost here. you for a second, but what's up? Oh, did you? Hey, no, so you guys were talking about those close games. I, I didn't have very many close games. <laughs> we had two, uh, two, two blowouts tonight. Yikes. Yikes. So, it happens, right? Yeah, yeah, especially uh, in, <laughs> in uh, this Northern California football. What, uh, what did you take? Well, first off, what game did you go to first? So my first one was the, the Western Ranch Buhawk game. Uh, Western Ranch didn't have much of an answer. Of course, the team out of Atwater. Uh, kid to watch out for for them, Ulysses Dixon the third. He had two touchdowns while I was there alone for, in the first quarter alone, including a, a 73-yard punt return. He actually had two punt returns in that game, of course, for touchdowns. And Buhack goes on to win 71-14. to They also had a running clock in the second half. So I think um, Western Ranch didn't score till late in the second half, so probably garbage time there. But, yeah, that one was Buhack calling all, all, all the way around. And were, I assume you were there all the way up till halftime or pretty close to it. Were the majority of, of Buhawk's points scored uh, in this first half to, to create this massive rift, or did they continue with uh, a lot of pressure and a lot of scoring in that second half as well? We, let, we, we left actually late in, late in the first, um, but I did see that it was up 57 to nothing at one point, Ooh. and all the starters were out. Yeah, wow. so that was, it was pretty dominant. Does Weston Ranch have a, a small squad out there, numbers-wise, not, not size? Small, small squad, yeah, definitely small squad. Um, not, not I, you know, I tried to print off their roster off Max Preps, and it was um, very incomplete as well. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think there's a program that's uh, developing out there. And you mentioned the Lathrop-Sierra game that you went to as well, that game uh, at Sierra. Also a blowout, but when you arrived, was it already out of hand, or did things really get out of hand once you got there? No, it was out of hand when we got there. It was thirty to nothing at the half, and uh, Sierra scored right away, thirty-seven nothing, and then they just scored and kept scoring from there. Matt Dunham filling in for the starting quarterback, Shane Johnson. I saw Shane Johnson on the sideline. He had a, his arm wrapped up in, a, in like a, a splint thing. So uh, Matt Dunham steps in. I know he had two touchdowns. He had a touchdown while we were there. I mean, Sierra just runs the ball. They were just running the ball right down their throat. Fifty to six was that final. And they improved to four and zero on the year, so they're they're rolling right along, looking nice. They said a big thing with Sierra this year is just a team team of brothers out there, so they're really playing for each other with a lot of heart. And speaking of the brotherhood, uh, that leads well into the next question I was going to ask. Because usually when when games start to get out of hand, starters come out, want to protect your starters, make sure they don't get hurt on on relatively meaningless plays. But that gives a lot of opportunity for second string and third string guys to get some opportunity. And one of my favorite parts about that, not just in high school sports, but in professional sports as well, is you see the first stringers, the main guys, really become cheerleaders and become supportive uh, of those second and third stringers who are getting those opportunities. Did you see elements of that tonight? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Everyone's stepping up and, and taking advantage of that garbage time, so to speak, and getting their reps in. Because, I mean, it's a long season out there, so 
anytime you can develop that depth, is what those coaches want to do. And hats off to Lathrop, though. They didn't lay over. I mean, I know, I know, I'm sure, sure Sierra wanted the, the shutout, but um, Lathrop kept fighting to the end, so they, they did score a touchdown there in, in late in the game. In both of these blowouts, we always tend to focus on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, that's pretty common in, in most professional sports and most sports in general, and, and especially football today. But holding a team to six points, it's relatively impressive in Sierra's case. In both of these games, did you see any takeaways or any things that you wanted to highlight about the defensive side of the ball that really caught your eye? Sierra really was swarming around the ball. Lathrop really couldn't get much much going at all. I think the 70-yard the, touchdown was kind of more like a, a fluke play, I guess, in the garbage time. But um, de- defense was stellar on, in both games that I saw. Buhawks, sorry. Um, they're... They're from the, the Merced, the Fresno area, so they're not, we don't really cover them. But they, Western Ranch had some trouble uh, trying to score from them, as for sure. Michelle, we appreciate the uh, the quick check in as always. You and the uh, the KCRA Creed uh, KCRA three team do a full report of of all the action uh, from uh, high school football that you can check out. I'm assuming your report, uh, your initial report, has already aired. But for those who maybe are looking to add on to their their high school football coverage, uh, how can they get or utilize and take advantage of of everything that KCRA has to offer for full coverage? Well, the show does actually re-air tomorrow morning, so you can stay tuned for that. But check out, go to KCRA.com or any of our Facebook pages, and then we'll have content up. I know I'll put up the story with Sierra tomorrow, and uh, we'll have some highlights and and scores all through our website as well, KCRA.com. I remember watching KCRA 3 when I was a a student because they would do the the highlight packages, and at least I wasn't on the team itself, I wasn't part of uh, of the the players that that got the opportunity to be featured on it. But there was also there was always an extra element, an extra excitement when you pulled up to your your stadium to watch a game and you saw the KCRA three uh, van out there. So hopefully, it still carries uh, that same oh, prestige. Oh, it does indeed. They love they love the it's the power of the three. They love the three. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. So thanks to all the viewers. <laughs> awesome. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time. As always, I know thanks, you're very guys. very busy, and we'll uh, we'll speak to you very very soon. Yeah, talk to you next Friday. Appreciate it. That is Michelle Dapper from KCRA, always doing a phenomenal job uh, covering as much as she can. That's a tough task, getting two games in one night to have to cover them both and then go on a radio show and talk about them. She does a great job. seriously, especially coming on with us. Yeah. Um, That's that's too bad. (laughs) No, that is tough. But you know what? It's also part of why we need to start Hitting first half of the game. We do. I think we can start doing it. I think we should. I think we should. I think it's possible. Try and make the effort. Well, maybe we can start next week with uh, one of the four game of the mm. week votes or, so, or you know games what? that are up to be voted on right now segway. on com. It's a, that was a rocky segue. It's but here are, the, here are the four games right now. Hit them with it. Go to com. You can vote on the game of the week for next week. It's Folsom at Oak Ridge, Rockland at Whitney, Christian Brothers at Capital Christian, and Granite Bay at Del Oro. Those are not, of course, the only four good games, but our promotion team had a tough job of picking four. Uh, and now uh, we leave it up to you to decide what game is going to be considered the game of the week, which will get full extra coverage. And, of course, our KHDK street team will be out there, set up a tent. We'll do giveaways. Uh, we'll have pictures from the entire event from the game featured on our website. It's really, really cool, and hopefully we can be just as prestigious as that KCRA3 van that shows up. I mean, CB at CC, man, that's a good one. And it's a good matchup. If CB wins, I'll go. 
Well, then we. I'm, I'm putting wait, it if out they there win, right now. If they win the poll. I'll oh, go. okay. I got you. I'm like, well, how would you know if they win beforehand? Chris? <laughs> if they win the game, I'll, I'll, I'll show yeah. up to the side after. Nice, and, you nice. Know, bring some grass over here. No I'll doubt. get it up in the studio. Huh. Are you going to be out there tomorrow at the Holy Bowl? I'm going to try to. All I don't right. know if I can. I think I got a wedding in the morning. so oh. I can maybe try and make varsity. Wait, but. you don't know when your wedding is? No, it's in the morning. I mean, it's. I'm not going to discuss that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Let's go back to Lord of the Rings talk. I, well, I never saw any of the Matrixes either. Is that... Uh... We will take the break. When we come back, Cameron Salerno from the Sacramento Bee will join us. He was at a phenomenal overtime game. We'll discuss that in the final segment of Friday Night Football. Coming up next on Sports 1140 KHDK. Turn his mic off. Now, back to more of the Friday Night Football Show. Hot, hot, hot. Presented by Top Rank Heating and Air. Here's Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton. One segment left, but still plenty to get to. Matt George, Charles T. Hamilton, Chris Watkins in the other room on the board. Cameron Salerno of the Sacramento Bee set to join us here very, very shortly as we have another scoreboard for you to get to. So let's not waste any time. And we'll start with Johnson at home. An early game today. They beat McClatchy. 24 to 14. Manteca went into Tracy and got the big win, 34 to 20. The Rockland Thunder beat Rio Americano at home, 60 to 27. Houston shuts out Somerville, 30 to nothing. Upland beat Central Catholic. I was thinking of an Uptown Funk joke, but I couldn't get it out in time. Upland beat Central Catholic, 49 to 27 at home. Upland Funk gonna give it to you. Thanks. Del Oro beat Sacramento, 41 to 20. The Colfax Nailed Eagles it. at home beat Calusa 30 to 14. Sarah taking on St. Mary's. They double them up 56 to 28. Defensive battle between East Nicholas and Bradshaw Christian. East Nicholas getting the win 14 to 6. Rio Linda goes into Roseville and gets the tight win 28 to 21. That was the OT game that we're going to be talking to Cameron Salerno about here very, very shortly. Del Campo beat Burbank 37 to 12 on the road. Woodland taking on Stone Ridge. Another close game here. Defensive battle. Woodland gets the W, 18-13. Same theme with this one. Casa Roble gets the win over Ponderosa on the road, 17-13. American Canyon taking on Wood. American Canyon gets the win, 29-12. Shutout alert. Napa beats Armio, 48-0 at home. Galt going into Valley, and Galt gets the win, 21-12. 55 points for Amador. They beat Union Mine, 55-22. Hillmar, you know, a lot of road teams getting the wins. Hillmar goes into Sonora, gets the W, 28-7. Rippin, shut out Calaveras on the road, 24-0. Escalon beats Downey, 49-20. Low-scoring game here. Natomas falling short at home to Foothill, 13-7. WSCA goes into a Sparto and goes home with an L. Sparto gets the win 45 to 21. River City beat Rodriguez at home 34 to 21. Modesto at home taking on Patterson. Patterson able to get the win 35 to 15. Good offensive night for Golden Valley. They beat Livingston at home 49 to 12. Lathrop and Sierra going head to head. Sierra puts up 50. Lathrop puts up six. It was our KHDK game of the week. <gasps> Whitney. Loses at home. They're not Ouch. two and two on the season. They fall to the Lincoln Fighting Zebras, twenty-two still my, to seventeen. Still my guys at Whitney. Still my guys. Johansson taking on East Union. East Union gets the win, twenty to thirteen. Shout out Mrs. George. Grant beat Franklin, thirty-one to twenty-one. Good to see Grant back in the win column. El Dorado taking on the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Brett Hart. 
Bret Hart loses 21-3. Very close <laughs> game here between Antelope and Freedom. Came down to the wire. Antelope getting the win at home. 24-23. Mariposa County taking on Yosemite. Yosemite gets the win. 30 to nothing. And the final one. This one stings a little bit. Another loss for my boys, the Timberwolves at Wood Creek. At home, they fall to Pleasant Grove. 42-31. to Before we get to Cam and uh, his report from the game, there's two things I need to update us on that I said we were going to keep an eye on for the rest of the season. One of them, my Tam High Red-Tailed Hawks lost last week. They're 2-1 on the year. They lost to Archbishop Reardon. Shout out the Hawks. It was 39-27, hard fought. You know, I I don't know if everything was on the up and up, but uh, that's a bad joke. I shouldn't even make that joke. Uh, Archbishop Reardon got the win. Tam's going to be taking on Redwood this week. Nice little rivalry game. Nice little rivalry game. It's not quite Jesuit Christian Brothers, but it's up there. And then the most important one is Paradise High remains undefeated after getting another win uh, tonight. They went 49-0 against Sparks. So Paradise is now 4-0. Like I said, it's something we're going to keep an eye on all year. And uh, just a great way for Paradise to start the season. That is your out-of-town scoreboard presented (laughs) by Charles T. Hamilton. You, of course, are listening to Friday Night Football, which is brought to you by our very, very close friends at Top Rank Heating and Air Conditioning. Appreciate them sponsoring uh, the show this season. It allows us to be on the air and speak to guys like Mr. Cameron Salerno, who is at a absolute barn burner, nail biter, all the uh, the cliche explanations uh, that you want to put into a very close and exciting game between the Roseville Tigers and Rio Linda. Roseville at home. Managed to get this game into overtime, but Rio Linda would end up getting the win, 28-21. to 21. And the first thing I want to know from Cameron as he joins us right now is just how crazy was that atmosphere tonight, buddy? These are games I've been to all season. Roseville really brought it tonight. And was it just the 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 fan support? Was Real Linda show uh, Real Linda fans showing up? Was that just a good vibe and good energy? And of course, explain to us. Can you describe a little bit of the drama of of the uh, overtime period playing out? How did Real Linda end up getting this edge? So Real Linda didn't have the biggest uh, fan support, but tons of parents came. Roswell had actually a pretty good student section, which was good to see. But the drama was just – it was came down to the fourth quarter. Both teams forced multiple fourth-down stops, sent the game to overtime. Real Linda did have its chances. They actually had a touchdown called back. That was a offensive pass interference. But overall, just went to overtime. First play overtime, Real Linda gets the ball. Roseville won the toss and went on defense. Cameron Scadabo went 25 yards untouched. He's unreal. He had a great game tonight, finished with 190 yards rushing. I'm interested. So you mentioned the defensive plays that that kept the game close in the fourth quarter, forcing uh, fourth down uh, turnovers. And then now you mention a a defensive kind of lapse by Roseville when it really mattered uh, in the uh, in the overtime period. So was this game Did this game basically come down to the defense more than the offense? Was that where this game was won tonight? I think it was more of an offensive showing tonight, uh, to be honest. Obviously, Real Linda made a huge stop on fourth and short to seal the victory in overtime, but it was really a, it was an offensive performance. I was kind of joking with myself that I think the game was going to end at like 9.30 because there was minimal passing attempts, maybe probably 10 on the day uh, from both teams, and all of them mostly came in the fourth quarter. Uh, with Real Linda and 
Cameron Scadabo being so good. What do they lack on offense considering they have one of the best running backs in the game? Is, is their passing game not really up to par with uh, the running game? So they have a new quarterback, Abraham Banks. He's more of a dual threat kind of guy, more of a runner. He he made some huge plays. He actually had a scramble for 52 yards for a score tonight. So I think it just it's just learning the offense and kind of going on at and I think overall that uh, real especially quarterback play. And then what about Roseville specifically? I mean, a, a game that they were certainly in. Do you think this is a really tough loss to swallow for them or something they can take a lot of pride in and bounce back from? I think they can take a lot of pride and build, uh, bounce back off of this uh, loss because they do have Wood Creek next week. And I know uh, me and you are pretty familiar with Wood Creek. And I think they suffered a really tough loss to Pleasant Grove tonight. A good rivalry game between Wood Creek, the uh, the Timberwolves, and then the Roseville Tigers. And a lot of pride with the Roseville Tigers, at least this week, from the, the play of Colton Miller in the uh, in the NFL. From your understanding of Roseville and, and their, their squad and their system and, and just their organization that they have there, is that focused on? Do they talk about that? Do they appreciate that and really try and keep close tabs on what Colton Miller and, and their players that go on to have major college or professional careers do? Uh, somewhat. Roseville's very prideful. They've sent a lot of guys D1, and they have another D1 tight end this year in Tommy Spencer who's come in to play at Oregon State. So they definitely have guys come out every year who play at the Division One level and even higher. Awesome, Cameron. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the show here tonight. Excellent work, as always, with the Sacramento Bee. Uh, we'll uh, chat with you very, very soon. Hopefully have you on in a, in a future episode to come, buddy. I appreciate it, Matt. Have a great night. That is Cameron Salerno from the Sacramento Bee joining us, and that is the perfect way to wrap things up. Thank you so much for listening to Friday Night Football tonight. Again, go to the Friday Night Football page on KHDK.com. You can vote for next week's game of the week. Uh, you can get the uh, the full show tonight or past shows if you've missed it. Also, download the KHDK app. And Charles T. Hamilton and I will be back with you That's right. next Friday night as we got a lot of fun football to talk about next week. So until then... Have yourself a fantastic week. Stay safe this weekend. Happy Friday the 13th to everybody Ooh. out there. Don't watch too many scary movies tonight. Get some sleep. It's about to be the 14th, so we're good. That's okay. That's true. Enjoy the final few yeah, seconds yeah, or just minutes. Be careful. Be safe for the next four and a half minutes, y'all. Once you make it to the 14th, it's impossible to Yeah, then you're good. Anything to you're go fine. Wrong. That's Charles D. Hamilton. My name is Matt George for Chris Watkins in the other room. The Holy Bull is tomorrow. Go be Falcons. Sure to make sure you get out and support either the Falcons or the Jesuit Marauders in that game, and we will speak to you Falcons. next week. Good night, everybody.